I want to speak about the secrets of fruitfulness and the life of a person of the Spirit. And I want to use Joseph this morning as an example. And you know, a life group on Friday, we were asking, what's your favorite Bible character? And when we got to Heather, Heather said, Joseph, because there was so much went on in his life. And, in her, and I moved on quickly because I think she was going to steal my preach for this morning. <laughs> so I moved on very quickly. Um, but anyway, I want my scripture this morning is Genesis 49, 22 to 24. I'm going to use a bit of scripture. I make no apology for that because God speaks to you through his scripture. But my main one this morning is Genesis 49, 22 to 24. And I'm reading from the NIV. Joseph is a fruitful vine. A fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. With bitterness, archers, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. You know, I believe that a person of the Spirit is a fruitful person. You know, and the things that we can do in a life to make us fruitful, the Spirit works in us and changes us and makes us fruitful. But there's a part that we have to do. And when we do our part, we're always here for this platform. When we do our part, God does his part. So the first of these that Joseph had and was one of his secrets was fellowship with God. You know, Jacob had many sons. And Joseph was the eldest of two sons from his wife, Rachel, the wife that he really loved. And Jacob loved Joseph more than all the other sons because of this. And he's probably best known for the, the coat of many colors that his father made for him. And to a lot of people in the world, it's the musical, Joseph. You know, and it's funny, when I was preparing, I was sitting, typing my notes, and every time Joseph had a victory in his life, I started to sing, go, 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 Joseph, you know what they say, you know, <laughs> because there was a go, go, Joseph moment in it, you know, and this week when you get victories in your life, that's going to come to your mind, you're going to sing out of nowhere, go, 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 Joseph. <laughs> But that, that's the meaning of the thing, that Joseph had victories. There were terrible, terrible things happening in his life. But he had many victories. And he wore this coat of many colors. And it's only a child of nobility would have worn a coat like that. And at the end of Jacob's life, he brings all of his sons together. And he speaks blessing on them. He wants to bless them. Speak blessings over your children, folks. He prophesied over them. You know, he was speaking God's word into them and God's goodness into them. And while he was speaking this to Joseph, I believe it was more than a blessing. It was a real prophetic thing that, that God was stirring up inside Joseph. But it was also a summation of, the, of his life up to that point. Genesis, I'll say that, read that verse again. That scripture, Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over the wall. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber because of the hands of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. The shepherd, the rock of Israel was with Joseph. 
You know, and that's what his father was prophesying into his life. And can I tell you, the shepherd of the rock of Israel is with you right now. But as Joseph grew as up as a child, as a young boy, so did the fracture in relationship between him and his elder brothers. He was the favourite. And you can imagine what the elder brothers were like when the young one's always the favourite. The young one always gets a wee bit extra. You're the oldest. You should know better. Look after the young one. So his brothers were getting to that stage. Genesis 37 and 4, his brothers hated Joseph because the father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. Imagine if your brothers hated you. What a terrible place. What a terrible thing. Joseph faced bitterness, not just from his brothers, but through many a life's circumstances. Verse 22 says, he was a fruitful vine whose branches did climb over a wall. And they did climb over a wall. He faced undaunting circumstances that would have made the average Joe curl up and want to die. But Joseph wasn't an average Joe. And we don't have to be an average Joe or an average Josephine because God's with us. What made Joseph extraordinary? The first of these secrets, Joseph had fellowship with God. In Genesis 37 and 5, Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. Genesis 37 and 9, then he had another dream, and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream, and this time the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. This made his brothers even more mad, and they decided to get rid of him. Can you imagine the first dream, the 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 sheaves were bowing down to him and they're saying, who do you think you are? Who do you think? And then the next thing, the sun and the moon and the stars. Oh my, you've got a high opinion of yourself. Even his dad said he had a high opinion of himself. So they were even more mad and they decided to get rid of him. So they sold him to the Ishmaelites, traders. And they sold him, but they sold him into slavery. But God was with him. His brothers were against him, but God was with him. God had a plan, and in that plan, he ended up in Potiphar's house. Part of God's plan. God had a plan. In Genesis 39, the Lord was with Joseph, and he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Even in slavery, Joseph was prospering. Even in slavery. Then, he ended up in jail. You're saying, this is some plan you've got, Lord. <laughs> this is some plan. And when you look at your life, you think to yourself, Lord, I would never have planned this. This wouldn't have been my plan for my life. But even in jail, the Lord was with him. 39 and 21, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Genesis 48 then the cupbearer and the baker came to him and they said, we both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. And Joseph said to them, do not interpretation belong to the God. Tell me your dreams. In other words, he's saying, God knows what this dream's about. And I know God. I know God. God's in my life and I know him. And he's going to tell me the answer or the meaning of your dreams. Joseph 
had an unbroken fellowship with God. His circumstances kept changing, but his relationship with God was constant. A relationship with God needs to be constant. He had fellowship with God when he was a favored son in his father's house. God communicated to him through dreams and revealed his future. He grew up with a vision about his life and his future. Soon, circumstances changed in his life and he became a slave in Potiphar's house and later a prisoner in jail. But his fellowship with God was unaffected. His relationship with Almighty God was unaffected. God was with him all the time. He could still interpret the dreams in the prison. He was still using spiritual gifts in spite of adverse circumstances. You see, his unbroken fellowship with God was a powerful secret of his fruitfulness. Do you want to be fruitful in your relationship? Do you want to be fruitful in this world while we're here? Nothing in life is forever. Family, health, job security, even our freedom. We just have to look back at a pandemic to see how our freedom was even affected. We were told to stay in the house. We were told we couldn't go away more than, was it six, five miles from the house? That was our freedom being affected. All the things we value today could be changed in an instant, and we've learned that. But God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we need to say this. When I do my, my wee devotion for the men, I always finish with, say this. And I believe in speaking to myself like this. We need to say this. My circumstances don't define me. My relationship with God defines me. I will strive to make my relationship with God the primary purpose in my life. The second secret that Joseph had was favor with God and man. He'd favor with his father in Genesis 37 and 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he'd been born to him in his old age and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. He had favor with Potiphar in Potiphar's house. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. Oof. He had, had favor with a prison warden. The Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. And they had favor in Genesis 41, 39, 41 with Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace. And all of my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. From being sold into slavery to being in charge of the whole land of Egypt. What a change in his circumstances. Joseph had favor in the eyes of God and man. Everywhere he went, he had favor. We should be experiencing that. When we go into places, we should expect favor because we are people of the Spirit. We are people of God. When he was in his father's house, he had favor in the eyes of his father. When he was in Potiphar's house, he had favor in the eyes of Potiphar. When he was in a prison in jail, he had favor in the eyes of the prison warden. When he stood before Pharaoh, 
He had favor in the eyes of Pharaoh who put him in charge of the whole kingdom. Jacob, Potiphar, the prison warden, and Pharaoh were all different people with different personalities. So it wasn't just a type that, that liked them. It was all different personalities. Joseph had favor with them all. And the secret was that he carried the presence of God and God's spirit with him. And the application of that is to say, I will honor God with my life. I will honor others with respect. And this is summed up in Mark 12, 30 to 31 in the words of Jesus. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than this. Jesus also had favor with God and man. The third of these is Joseph had faithful, faithfulness in his responsibilities regarding his father. This is the account of Jacob. Joseph, a young man of 17, this is Genesis 37 and 2, was tending the flocks with his brother, the sons of Bilhah, the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Regarding Potiphar in Genesis 39 and 6, so he left in Joseph's care everything he had. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome. Regarding the prison warden in 39, 22 to 23, so the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in prison and he made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever, whatever he did. And regarding Pharaoh in Genesis 41, 41, so Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Joseph was faithful in his responsibilities. That wasn't just some magic thing that just happened. He, Joseph had to do his bit to take these responsibilities seriously. And when he did take his responsibilities seriously, God honored them and moved by his spirit and he found favor everywhere he went. When his brothers were doing evil, evil, he was faithfully reporting it to his father. Some might say that was Clayton. He didn't join his brothers in this evil, nor did he hide the evil doings from his father. He was concerned about the family reputation, and he was concerned about the family honor. That's why he was reporting things to his father. He continued to be faithful, even when he was a slave in Potiphar's house. Potiphar never inspected his work. Joseph was faithful, even when no one was watching his amazing faithfulness continued even in a prison where he was thrown in a false accusation. He didn't give up his faithfulness as the result of a bitter experience, which can be the kind of things that we do. Bitter experience, I'm no going back there. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> they can whistle for that. Joseph didn't give up his faithfulness. He didn't question whether it was worth being faithful after his faithfulness in Potiphar's house only landed him in prison. His faithfulness remained constant and the prison warden had a very, very easy life as Joseph took charge of everything and did his work efficiently and successfully. Pharaoh made the wise decision of putting Joseph in charge of Egypt. His faithfulness and all his responsibilities was a powerful secret of his fruitfulness. Say this, I will strive to be a man or woman that faithfully works at the task before me, doing my best 
and trying always to do better. We don't just reach a line and stay there. We strive to do better the next time. Joseph had a fear of God, number four. Genesis 39, 7 to 10. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. But he refused. With mean charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. Joseph had a fear of God in his heart. The wife of Potiphar was constantly tempting him to have an immoral relationship with her. But Joseph consistently refused her advances. His main argument was, know that you're my boss's wife, you're my master's wife. How can I do this wickedness and sin against God? That was his concern. How can I do this wickedness and sin against God? Even if no man or woman was present to witness their sin, Joseph was primarily concerned with sinning against God and who was watching him all the time. The fear of God was a great protection in his life. That's what the fear of God's about here. It's about a protection in his life to keep him right. And it brought him abundant blessings of God in all areas of his life. And we need to say this, I will strive to live a life with God as if God's always in the room with me. Would I act this way or that way if Jesus was standing right next to me? Number five, Joseph had a forgiving nature. When his brothers betrayed him, he had a forgiving nature. In Genesis 42, 21, they said to one another, Surely we have been punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen. That's why this distress has come upon us. In Genesis 50, 19 to 21, and Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. I'm in the place of God. He's in the place where God wanted him to be. That was the plan. God had a plan all along. I'm in the place of God. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, saving the lives of many. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. There was forgiveness regarding the, the cupbearer. But when all goes well, in Genesis 40, 14 to 15, he'd said to the cupbearer, remember me. You know, when all goes well, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh. This is when he got out of prison because Joseph had prophesied that. He said, remember me. When you stand before Pharaoh, remember me. But the cupbearer instantly forgot about him for about two years. You know, Joseph still languished in prison. Joseph was forgiven to him. Potiphar's wife had falsely accused him. It must have been painful for a morally upright person like Joseph to be accused of such a serious immorality, to be accused of rape. What a thing for an immoral man to be accused of when it's no true. Potiphar sent him to prison without a reasonable inquiry. A great justice was done, injustice was done to Joseph by sending him to prison in a false accusation. And he requested the cupbearer to help him when he came out of prison. He suffered in prison. 
But in spite of all the suffering, he maintained a heart of forgiveness. A spirit of anger and vengeance didn't tie him down. He forgave his brothers wholeheartedly. I don't know if I could have. I'm just being honest. But Joseph forgave his brothers wholeheartedly. A bitter attitude would surely have ruined his life and destroyed his happiness and his fruitfulness. His forgiven nature was a powerful secret of his fruitfulness. Say this, I will not let seeds of bitterness grow in my heart. I will walk in a forgiven spirit in spite of the hurtful things people do to me. I will always remember that the devil is the enemy and what he intends for my harm, God makes, makes come good. Joseph had fortitude. Number six, just about finished. Psalm 105, 17 to 20. And he sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was put in irons. Till what he foretold came to pass. Till the word of the Lord proved him to be true. The king sent and released him. The ruler of peoples set him free. A young boy, Joseph, had a dream about his future. That future, in many occasions in his life, seemed impossible. But Joseph never gave up on his dreams. What have you had a dream about? What has God put in your spirit? What has God showed you? I remember before I even got saved, God showed me speaking to hundreds of people. And I had no clue or idea how that would ever happen. I wasn't saved. I didn't go to church. I wasn't doing anything. But I went home from my work and I said to Liz, God has shown me a picture. Or some, I, had, I didn't even use the word God. I said, I've seen in my mind a picture of me speaking to hundreds of people. And I don't know, I don't understand it. I don't know how it could be. But God knew. God knew and God had a plan. And he had a plan for my life. What has God shown you? What are things been in your mind and you've just dismissed it? Resurrect it. Ask God to remind you. Joseph had fortitude, number six. I said that, right? And he went, bye-bye. I've lost my place there. As a young boy, Joseph had a dream about his future. The future, in many occasions, seemed impossible. Joseph had fortitude and endurance. He didn't get discouraged, and he didn't backslide. He didn't say again, I'm not going to that church. I'm not going to any church. I've had enough of God. I've had enough of that nonsense. No, he had fortitude. He kept going on. He waited for God's time. He committed everything to God and he endured to the end till the right time when God had planned it. He endured hatred, envy, slavery, temptation, false accusations, prison life, and ingratitude. But Joseph didn't give up hope. He didn't go away from God. The time came when God delivered him and lifted him up above everyone else. He was submitted in the hand of God, and God blessed him abundantly in due time. His fortitude was a powerful secret of his fruitfulness. The band could come back up now. Say this, I will walk by faith and not by sight. I will not abandon my dreams to better circumstances. And my last point, a quick one, Joseph, number seven. Joseph had a life filled with the Spirit. Genesis 41 38 to 44. So Pharaoh asked them, Can you find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, 
Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command, and the men shouted before him, Make way! Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift a hand or foot in all of Egypt. Joseph was filled with the Spirit of God. Can you imagine the power that Joseph had in that land? No one would lift a hand or a foot unless Joseph said, it had to be done and that was Pharaoh speaking there was a supernatural dimension to his life Pharaoh discerned this anointing upon the life of Joseph and asked his servants can we find anyone like this a man whom the spirit of God is the spirit filled life helped Joseph accomplish great things in his life he had supernatural wisdom and understanding in the administration of his responsibilities he could interpret dreams and unveil spiritual mysteries thus the spirit filled life helped Joseph to lead a blessed and a fruitful life a dependence on the spirit of God in his life was truly a powerful secret to his fruitfulness a spirit filled spirit led life made all the other things possible and that's what we're about in this church a spirit filled Spirit-led life. Say this, I will strive to live by the Spirit and ask for God's help in all other areas already mentioned here today. I will allow Him to prune areas of my life and to make them more fruitful. And I'll finish where I started, Genesis 49, 22 to 24. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. Let's close our eyes a wee minute just to finish up in prayer. Lord, help us to be fruitful vines that overcome any obstacle give us steadiness and flexibility through a relationship with you and directed by your spirit every day of our lives. Amen. Thank you.